0: Hey everybody, this episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by our one and only sponsor, Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Hollywood, California. It's on Hollywood Boulevard, right at Hollywood and Highland. Head over there, take a look at some amazing exhibits, which you are asked to believe or not. Chances are, I'm going to say, maybe believe some of them. Uh, All you have to do to get two-for-one admission is head up to the counter Mention Andy's theory about Wesley Crusher being a sociopath and you will get two for one admission. That's right. Head over to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Hollywood, California. Mention Star Trek The Next Conversation Andy's theory that Wesley Crusher is a sociopath or a psychopath for two for one admission and have a wonderful time. Believe it or not. Here's the show.
1: Podcast, The Final Frontier These are the conversations of the friendship, Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda
0: their continuing mission
1: to seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations
0: to boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before hey everybody welcome to star trek next conversation i'm matt and i'm andy we are here talking about the last episode of the season of Star Trek. Of the next A generation. It's exciting. I don't know why I said it like that, but
1: I did. You're doing it French. Oui. As though Jean-Luc. this was French, one of the many French-themed episodes. Jean-Luc Picard.
0: But it wasn't. Captain of the flagship of the Rashom. Oh.
1: Oui, oui. English.
0: If this is your first episode you're listening to, you will not listen to anymore. This is very annoying.
1: Oh wait, you you got to do your um, Wee oui, we oui. your ad for a Ripley's. Forgot? No, I don't. We already recorded that. Oh, you're just gonna play the same thing? Sure. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, very good. We're under a time constraint, Andy. I understand. You have a date. <laughs> well, let's get into it then. I want to do that again. Oh. Uh, all right. It's everybody's favorite. It's the Admirals Club, folks. Um, we had a lot of people, uh, uh, email us from, uh, from various unknown, various parts of the world, actually known from the UK, from Australia. We got a lot of fans all over the globe. Awesome. It's very exciting. One is from David Ramsden,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, who, uh, who wrote, uh, some very nice thoughts. And he also said, I hope you guys eventually jump to post-show novels like destiny and Typhon Pact series someday. Typhon packed. Yeah, I read those. Which uh, I read the the description. They sound pretty awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, oh, well, I'm in I'm the wrong page. I apologize. Classic Andy. Classic Always Andy. in the wrong page. Um, got one from Australia mm-hmm. from Sean, um, and he says uh, Skunda is charming, fresh, and hilarious. Myra is knowledgeable of all things star trek and is clearly over podcasting <laughs> which makes them the perfect odd couple to steer you through tng <laughs> it's so true very astute um oh this was uh, michael samet <gasps> uh uh-huh. or samut uh from australia wrote uh, make it so mate uh, guys, you're making these early episodes much oh, more enjoyable. Jesus Christ. <laughs> getting close? We're doing accents today, apparently. <laughs> Matt, you said you like Memory Alpha. Oh, no, I do. I track. do indeed love Memory Alpha. But are you familiar with Memory Beta?
0: Yes, which is the non-canonical extended universe of the novels, etc. That's
1: right. Um, and uh, what else we got here? Taking podcasts to the next generation. Ooh. This is from America, from Rabbi Tut Tut. Rabbi Tat Tut. Matt and Andy go together like Ferengis and Latinum. I love oh. listening to Matt talk about Trek and Fraser, two of my favorite shows. And who is the captain? And who is the first officer? Number one. I think Matt's got to be the captain. And I'm probably Secundus of Borg. Secundus of Borg. <laughs> Or Q, or something like that? <laughs> An antagonist? You, One hate, the you hate yourself. Yeah, I'm yeah. Q. I hate I Q. hate my... Well, I think that's why it's appropriate that I'm Q. <laughs> I find myself obnoxious uh-huh. and uh, pointless sometimes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Absolutely. I uh, love this pod by Thelem. Um, by far my favorite Star Trek podcast. I'm a delivery driver, and it really makes my the time fly while I'm on a long delivery. Make it so. Uh, the best Star Trek team since Riker walked around the Enterprise with Data's head. <laughs> oh, and is yeah. that a future episode? That's yep, from Spence22400. Yep. 2, Folks, it. you're all in the Admirals Club for giving us a five star review on iTunes. Thank you and enjoy the club. We have many amenities. And now.
2: Captain, um, Captain we are being hailed.
1: Um, first off, uh, we got. A uh, another twenty dollar unasked for twenty dollar donation. This one from David Levy, um, who uh, sent it to Pod at gmail, uh, which apparently you can send to PayPal. I keep saying that with with the uh, surprise. David and, Levy, and rocking wrote, it out. He wrote to us, love the podcast. I sent an email with rambling thoughts a few moments ago. Oh wait, I'm sorry, I blew this. Do we need to read his email? No, I think that that I have the. The wrong one. Oh, man. This is embarrassing for everyone. I really
0: apologize for everyone. David Levy. (laughs) I can't even see Andy. He's behind an iMac.
1: I can't help it. Well, you wanted to do it at work. Just slide the iMac over. Look at me. I can't. I'm too busy tippity tapping on my thing. Unbelievable. Um, Let's see. That one is from David Levy. Uh, So that wasn't that one. Is it this one? Uh, this whole thing is fly, flowing off the rail.
0: <sighs> you think we'd be better because it's the last episode of the season?
1: Uh, this, we can't use this one. Whatever the case, I'm just going on. I'm sorry. I'll read your thing next next time, or I'm maybe very later confused. in the podcast. Who gave us twenty dollars? I, I don't now. I don't know because I had to organize these things while I was at work. So. Um, so your chance, you're saying David Levy, there's a chance he did not give us no, $20? No, he did give us $20. I just then don't know. thank
0: you to David Levy. Thank you to David Levy, 100%. And did David send us an email? If so, we will read it in the future episode, of next week's episode.
1: Um, okay.
0: I mean, are you not, like, aware of how time works in
1: podcasting?
0: Oh, this was the other one. Oh, here we go.
1: Because we got one from David Levy before, um, and uh, Jeff Mullins sent us. Tw- I think. I think David Levy was the one who had who had said uh, he was paying us to get to the to the emails through the emails faster. Oh Jesus! But that was in the previous episode. We already gave him his money. Yes. Uh huh. This is from Jeff Mullins, uh-huh. and he says this is to help Andy sanitize his house after Matt spread his germs. Six eighteen. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> All right, so I resolved that. Unbelievable oh, waste what of our a, time. What a nightmare that was. All right, uh, the Wharf Effect from James Hilton. Mm-hmm. I'm probably one of 100 people to email you about Wharf always losing fights. There's actually a not in universe term for this, and this is on TV tropes called the Wharf Effect, which was fascinating. Basically, it's a writing trope where, in order to establish a villain as being dangerous, they lay out the strongest character on the team. It's mostly used in TV because of the time constraints of having a villain for a single episode, but still needing a sense of peril for the heroes, um, albeit only through dialogue and almost never from actually seeing it. Worf is established as the strongest member of the crew, so he falls to this rather frequently, which I thought was interesting. It's very true. I, I like that there's a name for that. Luckily, Worf gets his redemption when he joins the DS9 crew, but the TNG writers sure do love to abuse our friendly neighborhood Klingon. sure do. Um this is from Anonymous because he or she says I don't need recognition for something this nerdy. Uh, hey guys, I wanted to say that I love the podcast. Um and uh, the parasites called bluegills, because we were saying does anything ever happen to them or are they Blue ever
0: Bluegills are Tommy Cats. That's from uh, uh, Jazz. Oh when um, he says bluegills are
1: tommy cats. Uh, see. Talking Ch- about shark Quint. Mm-hmm. Um, called Bluegills are actually a modified Trill symbiont and do appear several times in the DS9 novels. The history is that they were created by the Trill, and I believe the idea is to create a symbiont that could be traded back and forth between hosts of the Trill, but something went wrong and drove them insane. Oh. They showed up a couple of times, which explains why all their plans are so ill-thought-out. That makes sense. They showed up a couple of times, always associated with the Trill, and particularly Audra Dax. Uh, The other thing I remember reading a long time ago is there were thoughts of making them a new long-term plot line, but the decision was down to them or the Borg, since they have a lot of similarities, they just decided to go with the Borg instead, complete with having a Borg queen that ruled the others. Mm. That was interesting. And then there was another piece of information about these creatures, the bluegills, apparently, from Benson C. Satterfield, um, who said, hello, gentle beings. Um, so I'll bet, like the others, uh, have told you about this. Um, it is true that in TNG we never see the race from conspiracy on TV, but we do see them on the soft side of canon. In the video game Star Trek Online, um, uh, they're found to have taken over the leaders of a race called the Vadoar Supremacy in the right. Delta Quadrant. Um, and it says, he says that they are not a natural race, but are bioengineered by the Solanay. Now, is that the trill? Or is that is this a different? It might be a different, uh, I think. It says, Matt, you would know that Solanay is the race that pulls the crew into a pocket dimension and performs medical experiments on them.
0: Oh, God. Let me tell you about the Solanay. I have only watched that episode one time. Because this is different from the ones in. Because it scared me. So much.
1: This is different from the ones in Voyager that do scientific experiments, scientific method. That's the.
0: Yes, I think it is. Crazy. This that episode scared, terrified me. That one terrified me. I haven't been looking forward to watching that one again. I'm excited. Thanks that. for reminding me. Um, is that schisms? Is that the episode? I think it
1: doesn't mention. Anyway, just another puppet, none other than the Iconians, who tend to retake what was once theirs. Oh, I missed the Iconians. He says the game. He says the game is okay, but the writers at Sto are great took a bunch of one-offs and tied them up neatly that's nice um okay so then also we were asking if the uh if the uh the captain seen in um conspiracy was the first female black uh captain and i somehow forgot about the uss saratoga yes um and that is Madge st Clair. And uh, She also later plays Geordie's mom. Also a captain. Who's also a Star Trek captain. So she got to be a Starfleet captain twice, the same actress.
0: So that's impressive. She also got to wear the fucking
1: Rathacon
0: era uniform, which is my favorite.
1: I know it is. And then the last thing is uh, we were uh, tweeted at by well, I'm not going to credit you proper. Oh, here it is. Uh, Short Carbuncle. Glad I dug that out.
0: <laughs> Short Carbuncle?
1: That's a great name. And uh, <laughs> Short informs us. I think that we saw the great bird of the galaxy on a screen, and either I didn't identify it or you didn't identify it as the great bird of the galaxy, because it was just a bird with... A human head. With Gene Roddenberry's head, which, uh, which was an early Okuda-gram. And so... That must have been what we saw on the screen. I don't remember us referring to it. Didn't we, we say, said. I think we said
0: bird human or something.
1: I think we said bird human, but I don't think. You, yeah. We you, didn't put, c- put it. I mean, we it obviously didn't pause it. As Gene Roddenberry, the <laughs> great bird, bird of the galaxy. Galaxy.
3: frequencies closed,
1: sir. Oh, Tasha. Tasha. I'm going to miss we,
0: you. I'm going to miss you, Tasha.
1: We barely knew you. I'm going to miss you
0: till you return to season three, Tasha.
1: We barely knew you because you were severely underwritten. <laughs> um, all right. Um, Andy, do we know in. what the... Uh, it what, is uh, the, Gloria Estefan's anything for you hanging in there. Oh, okay. I will uh, pull that up
0: right now. If we sound like we're amateurs today, it's because... We are recording at work, after work, after a day that was much longer than expected. So, I blame no one but the room that we were in for not figuring out a Thanksgiving story.
1: Which included us. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Again, the room that we were in, I said. Yes. That's who I blame most. I blame us also. All right, Andy. What else is is going on this episode?
1: The season finale of Neutral Zone aired the week of May sixteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. Um, while uh, Gloria Estefan was still in the top forty, far- Fairground Attack Traction likewise held their lead in the UK radio market with Perfect. Daniel Steele's Zoya was the number one New York Times bestseller, and Ron Howard's Ooh Fantasy Epic Willow debuted <laughs> to lead summer box office with an opening weekend take of eight point three million. Eight. Which would have been the equivalent of seventeen point three million, which is still not a great weekend. No, not a team. great weekend. <laughs> a damning didn't do well. That movie uh, I was so excited about. It was going to be a. It was, it was going to be Lord of the Rings done by George Lucas, but it turned out it was just a not that great film. Wait, do you think that's why Ron Howard's in the
0: front runner to take over the Han Solo movie?
1: A prior association with George with the Lucas film? Yeah. Seems thin. Lucas isn't even very thin. Why anymore. would Ron Howard do that? I don't. I don't. You, why would Ron Howard do it, or why would they choose Ron Howard?
0: I guess my answer is more: Why would they choose Ron Howard? Yeah, I don't know. Ron Howard has had a very recent string of box office failure.
1: Well, that's probably why they could afford him, and why Ron Howard would be interested if he was coming off an Oscar. He might. You know,
0: uh, I would like very much Ron Howard to re to become
1: successful once again. Uh, me too. Big I root fan. for Ron Howard. Big fan of Ron Howard. Absolutely. Anyway, a damning report by Attorney General C. Everett Koop stated that nicotine had similar addictive properties to heroin and cocaine. Bullshit. That was late for them to be evaluating that. And recommending restrictions on tobacco sales to minors. Oh no, Atlanta terrible. Hawks defeated the Boston Celtics. Boo! To to this re-lead. is terrible. I don't like this day. Um... And uh, Time Magazine's cover featured the headline Exclusive Astrology in the White House which oh, cover our Nancy Reagan photograph floating above the White House at night.
0: Uh-huh. Well, thank you for that, Andy. All right. This is The Neutral Zone directed by James L. Conway. Television story and teleplay by Maurice Hurley. From a story by Deborah McIntyre and Mona Glee. I've never seen the credit television story
1: huh, I wonder if there's a distinction.
0: Uh, There must be. It seems very specific. Maurice Hurley was just like,
1: I want people to know that it's on television. Maybe he was like, listen, I like the idea of
0: Romulans, so I'm going to do a whole story that has nothing to do with what you said, except the fact that you said the word Romulans.
1: Yeah. It Uh, was uh, stated in, well, I guess we can get to it.
0: Okay. So here's the plot synopsis from Star Trek The Next Generation Companion, revised edition from Larry Nemechek. And it states, as the Enterprise awaits, Picard's return from a special briefing. Data can't resist investigating a 300-year-old capsule that floats by. Three humans are found frozen inside the capsule. They are the only survivors of a fad of cryogenic preservation for the terminally ill. But the last thing Picard needs is a sideshow of relics. His return brings news of the disappearing outposts and the suspicion that, at long last, the Romulans are returning to activity along the neutral zone. The revived humans have their own problems: a broker demands access to his money, a homemaker misses her kids, a bored country singer wants to party. Picard relies on Troy and Data to help them solve to help solve their problems, while he deals with another challenge: a cloaked Romulan ship. The United Federation for, of Planets first contact with its old foes in fifty-three years tense exchange leads information that the outposts are disappearing on the romulan side of the neutral zone as well the two sides agree to exchange information in the future but the romulans leave no doubt they mean to be reckoned with again with tension somewhat eased, the enterprise heads back arranging a long ferry ride to earth so its three new passengers will have enough time to get used to their new home century
1: the end of this episode does have the feeling of exposition that just was. we just felt when, when Matt was reading that.
0: Well, that ain't my fault.
1: That's the fault of the writing. Oh, not at all.
0: Here is Riker's First Officer's Log.
1: First
2: Officer's Log, Stardate 41986.0. We are awaiting the return of Captain Picard, who was summoned to Starbase 718 for an emergency conference. Meanwhile, our sensors have been monitoring an ancient capsule floating in our vicinity, which appears to be from Earth.
0: I mean, the fact that Riker just wants to let it float by is weird. It's
1: completely crazy. They're on a discovery they're in a mission of exploration. It's just like, eh, ah, we don't need to live and let live. Let that, <laughs> that ancient piece of technology go. Also, like,
0: I totally was on board for him letting data go down and see this thing, but when he was like, send Worf, too. You're like, I was like, this thing can't possibly have life for like
1: uh, life support. Still, I mean, this, oh yeah, how is it still making oxygen? Well, they do say also minimal oxygen. Yeah. Here, hi, sir. Oh, sorry, that was it. If yeah, we I jumped had been sitting here
2: waiting for the captain, we wouldn't have noticed it. Let it be. Let nature take its course. <laughs> how long until Captain Picard returns? The last communication indicated it would be several hours, Commander. Request permission to investigate this vehicle. Why Data? it's just a derelict? It is a piece of history. The opportunity to examine such an ancient vehicle does not come around very often. And as you pointed out, we do have the time. Also, very I, love, well.
0: I love science. Be bitch. prepared
2: to beam back before yeah. the captain returns. Thank you, sir. Lieutenant Wharf. Go
4: with him. Aye, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lieutenant Worf, drop dead. <laughs>
1: no mention of life support like i just wanted a scan or something to tell well that's the main thing that even if they're on there i'm you know it's obviously it's convenient story-wise but wouldn't they have done a scan and found those people on there before life support etc
2: minimal oxygen atmosphere
1: i actually breathe oxygen
2: an ancient solar generator still operating
1: I will say I like seeing Data and Worf on yeah, sure, on an away mission together.
2: The onboard computers have ceased functioning. I may be able to download this old style disk drive back to the Enterprise.
0: Ha <laughs> Disk drive! <laughs> what a jerk! Uh, so they go to the back of the machine. They see a lot of dead people, but then they see a living person, and you're like, "What is
1: happening?" Because it's exactly like. Space. Space eat. <laughs> Shh, young Andy. Shh. Blade Runner music. Did you see the
0: new Blade Runner trailer? No, I haven't. Were they frozen for an extended journey? We'll talk
2: about if it. If that were the purpose, there would be evidence of a more sophisticated monitoring system. Why
0: are you These shouting containers at
2: containers were designed solely for refrigeration.
0: So that you can hear me over the shitty equipment. The
1: captain's shuttle is approaching the main shuttle bay, sir.
0: Booty loop. Hey. Why was he taking a shuttle? Because uh, he had to go to a secret conference where they talked about some shit
1: going down with their Romulans. So he's going to beam out of there?
0: Beam? I feel like they were far away. Oh, oh, right, right. Also, I don't know why you just don't. I guess the presence of a bunch of Federation starships around a planet would cause a lot more uh, attention than a few shuttles. Right. That's We solved it, Andy. We explained it in a way the writers chose not to. <laughs> Good work. Number one, I want to start
4: meeting on the observation deck.
2: Captain, those coordinates will take us right
4: into the neutral zone.
1: No shit.
4: That is correct, Mr. LaForge. Warp factor eight. Aye, sir. Warp eight.
0: <laughs> Engage. <laughs> Judy's annoyed at it. I wish he was like, aye, sir. Full impulse. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> it is a sort of a Star Trek trope of a captain coming in and ordering coordinates and yeah. the navigator to say, sir, that puts us very close to the neutral zone. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know if like they... Like, that's a recurring thing. Yeah, and then the captain's always like, well, you heard me. Fucking do it. That's what I want to do. Right. I don't know if it's often the case on a Federation starship where, like, the navigator goes, sir, that puts us awfully close to Saturn. And then, like, the captain would go, oh, my. I didn't mean to do that. What did I say oh. again? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, i was, I'm, I'm point I I was very far off. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> say it back to me. What did I say to you? Oh, that's crazy I would say that. I can't believe I said that.
1: Everybody laughs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, Mr. Wharf, I heard you don't like swimming.
4: <laughs> Two Federation outposts in Sector 30 have been destroyed. There's been no communication with Federation star bases in Sector 31 since star date 41903.2.
1: You mean Thursday?
4: Romulans. Oh. That's the assumption. There has been no direct contact
2: with the Romulans. Since the Tomid incident,
0: questions uh, are. Why about what about when my family what was murdered? Says Worf. <laughs> for fifty years, there's barely a
4: whisper out of them, and now, for no apparent reason, they seem to be back with a roar. Everything we know about them is based on rumor or conjecture. The strategic decision is to send one ship, the Enterprise. We could get out there and find ourselves greatly overmatched. True enough. It's a gamble this first encounter coming so suddenly after all this time
2: we have to assume it's a setup
4: if force is necessary we will use it but that will mean we have failed our goal here is to establish some kind of relations with the Romulans if we don't succeed then to convince them of
0: our resolve perhaps sexual number one
4: (laughs) (laughs) sir
0: (laughs) wink (laughs) excuse me uh Who's beeping? I think Andy's beeping?
1: I think it's Eric's computer. I'm oh, sitting at somebody else's computer. computer. It's a giant mess today.
0: It really is. It's something I
1: never wanted to experience, but here we are. We're doing it for you. But it's that kind of ramshackle quality that uh, people have come to love and hate tolerate. And just uh, observe while they're in traffic.
5: They were <laughs> frozen, we're literally falling apart.
0: So, what's the condition?
5: Right now, they're all sleeping. Each of them needed minor medical attention. Minor now, but then their conditions were obviously terminal. One had a heart problem, another an advanced case of emphysema with extensive liver damage. You know, the most surprising thing of all is that each of them had been frozen after they died.
4: After they died? This cryonics. Uh-huh.
5: It was a kind of fad in the late 20th century. People feared dying. It terrified them. So, at the moment of death, they would be frozen, so that later, sometime in the future, presumably when medical science had found a cure for whatever killed them, they could be thawed back to life, healed, and sent on about their business.
1: But could they be resurrected? (laughs)
0: Well, cured, of course, but brought back from the dead? Well, (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about it. Just spend the money. Mr.
4: Data, will you report to sickbay immediately?
0: That Sickbay set looks like a redress of a bridge set. Like the ceiling of Sickbay looks like the bridge of the Enterprise A ceiling. So, Interesting.
4: I am never critical of any member of my staff being curious. But
0: I bet that's just what the that, that timing.
4: is. Timing. So I could not leave them there, Captain. The condition of
2: their vehicle was deteriorating.
0: Sharp-eyed yeah, fans may notice dead. a longer than usual I mean, shot of a scant-wearing science officer.
2: I see your point, Captain. Oh, that's Gene Roddenberry's time, personal assistant. It seemed the proper thing to do.
0: Interesting.
2: Well, got alive
4: now.
0: Again, I'm reading from uh, Larry Nimoy's book. Well, while, while this is happening, wears um, the assistant in the background? She walks. Uh, she's in a scant. Uh, sciences Division, uh, and she walks down from Tactical Station down towards Data Station. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. I just wanted to get. Any conservative fans may notice a longer than usual shot of a scant wearing female sciences officer departing a turbo lift. That's Susan Sackett, a writer and Gene Roddenberry's personal assistant since 1974. She got the walk on after winning a bet over losing weight. A mm. TNG staff member until Gene Roddenberry's death in late 1991. She would later contribute two episodes with writing partner Fred Bronson, uh à Troy, and The Game. Both episodes I, I really like. Those are both really good, good episodes. Uh, Sometimes
1: it's hard to make that transition from assistant. Yeah.
0: And the episode data makes history of another kind when he mentions the current Earth year is 2364. Yet another sign that uh, after more than 20 years, the many loose ends of Trek's background were being tied down once and for all. We also learn from data here, ironically, that the television fad died out in 2040.
1: That, to me, is one of my favorite lines. I believe he means television, sir. That particular form of entertainment did not last much beyond the year 2040, which, uh, in my opinion is very optimistic based on the way the television is going right now. <laughs> uh, finally, fans knew the
0: Romulans' boast, we're back, was no idle threat when their new vessel, eventually dubbed a Warbird, turned up here. Uh, sorry, Probert's size comparison sketch comparing the 1701D is dated March twenty fifth, 1988, and that miniature, which Greg Jean built was released a year later by AMT as a plastic kit, along with the Ferengi and Klingon Bird of Prey vessels. The ship boasts the new Romulan Crest, a stylized Bird of prey crutching twin home homeworlds of Romulus and Riemann in one in each claw. All the models were enhanced by Legato's first use of moving camera on TNG for visual effects sequences, allowing objects to move in relation to one another as the crews began uh, getting away from the lock-off static shots.
1: Well, it really worked. i got to tell you, that Romulan ship is beautiful. Yeah. It is a
0: good-looking ship. It was a great... uh, I had the uh, toy. Yeah. Uh, The Playmates toy that had the buttons on the back that would make the sounds.
1: I always loved that, and I always loved the Klingon bird of prey from uh, Star Trek 3
0: I'm going to jump into when Riker has to deal with the humans. Okay. I'm out of my way. Boy, it's like getting such a shitty assignment.
2: I know this is all very confusing to you, so I'll attempt to explain. You are on the Starship USS Enterprise. American? No, it's a vessel in the United Federation of Planets, and Earth is a member. Uh. What year is this? By your calendar, 2364.
1: What? Do they not use the same calendar in the future?
0: They go by star dates.
1: Just star dates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it
5: it's perfectly well not fine. just star dates. In they fact, have birthdays all of you and shit. Now in excellent health.
6: It worked. I made it. What is
0: that? What do you think of this guy?
6: An android.
1: Uh, Leon Rippey?
0: Yeah, what do you think of the uh, you mean a choice robot? to cast the southern... Actually,
2: there's a distinct difference I gotta between say, an android and a robot.
1: I should have hated it. And, and I really enjoyed I it. <laughs> she
5: means wharf.
0: He's a <laughs> clink. What a dummy. She means clink, wharf. Clink, Can, wharf. Yeah. Can you believe it? No.
6: Oh. Listen, guys, I paid some idiot a lot of money to freeze <sighs> me when I died, and I just got to hear the words. Am I alive? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Absolutely and the liver that was about to explode in my face
5: perfectly sound excuse me
1: after i resurrected Someone you from the tell dead
5: what's
1: going on here haven't about you been
5: 370 years ago you died of a massive embolism i don't remember anything about that
1: that's unfortunate
5: you and the others were frozen
6: uh, 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 cryonics you know it's a freeze you now and heal you later
7: yeah, I've
1: heard of it. I just never gave it much thought. Do- <laughs> <laughs> so just as a side note, um, Ralph Offenhaus is uh, played by Peter Mark Richman. And, uh, he, you know, all these people have had numerous um, parts over time. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, I really focused on... He appeared in one episode of The Cat... Which is T period H period E period cat. Um, and the reason it's it's uh it's an acronym like that, which is weird to have the be the part that's that's the acronym and not cat, is because his name was T Hewitt Edward Cat <laughs> and it was played by Robert, Robert Loggia, so he was Loggia, uh, Loggia, sorry. Sorry, Mr. Lozier. Robert Lozier. He's dead. And also Ralph Offenhouse uh, in the Eugenics Wars novel, The Rise and Fall of Khan Noonien Singh, Volume 1, which I got to read. I didn't know that that was out there. That sounds awesome. He funded the scientists responsible for the creation of Khan in 1970. So I thought that was a nice little... Who did? Canon detail. This character, Ralph Offenhouse, oh the greedhead. Oh, my head. God. Ralph. Bad move, Ralph. Um, and Leon R- Rippy, who's been, played endless Southern characters over time, um, most recent—not most recently—but uh, the one that that stood out to me the most is he played Tom Nuttle on Deadwood. Who was oh, sure. That um, I think the the bar, not not the the main bar, but the side bars. I feel like
0: this Gracie seemed so familiar to me.
1: Yeah, she did. She
0: seemed so familiar. I couldn't tell All why she seemed so familiar. familiar. And uh, I looked her up, and she shouldn't seem that familiar to me. I haven't seen a lot of the things she's done. She's done quite a
1: bit, but... That was that stuck out to me, too. Yeah, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. I kind of felt that about Peter Mark Richman, who I definitely, I've seen a ton of the stuff that he's been in, but I just, I think that people, if you see their faces enough, it's just like a person you see on, we would see on the lot. Right. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's listen to a
0: very useful Deanna Troy.
8: Little available on the Romulans.
0: Counselor, anything will be
4: helpful.
8: They seem to be creatures of extremes. One moment violent beyond description, the next tender. They tender? are related to the Vulcans, but as each race developed, their differences grew wider. They are intensely curious. Their belief in their own superiority is beyond arrogance. For some reason, they have exhibited a fascination with humans, and it is that fascination, more than anything else, that has kept the peace. One other thing: they will not initiate anything; they will wait for you to commit yourself.
4: Counterpunches.
0: Thank you, Counselor. It's quite valuable. Up oh, in and Andy's favorite scene.
6: <laughs> I'd like me a thick. Kansas City steak and uh, some country fried potatoes and uh, a mess of greens Aha, uh, just so get all that and give me a martini straight up with uh, two olives he's a drinker for the vitamins
1: <laughs> so weird to hear this fucking music <laughs> really in Star Trek is. that is one step too far I'll agree with that in the, uh, drinking the martini.
2: Ooh.
6: Is something wrong? Wrong. (laughs) Only that your computer here fixed about the best martini I ever had. Well, I might just get to like this place. Uh, Let's see if the Braves are on. How do you cut on this TV? TV? Yeah, the boob tube. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to see how the Braves are doing after all this time. Probably still finding ways to lose.
1: (laughs) Zing. I believe he means
2: television. Zing. Zap. Zap. (laughs) That particular form of entertainment did not last much beyond the year 2040.
1: Eerily accurate. Um, I don't think we'll last that long.
0: So are you interested in hearing Picard get interrupted while he's trying to deal with Romulans? Sure.
3: I'm sick and tired of being put off by you and your staff. This, This is the worst run ship I have ever been on. You should take some lessons from the QE-2. Now that's an efficient
2: operation.
4: Data, identify. What is a QE-2? It was a passenger
2: liner which mostly traveled Earth's Atlantic Ocean during the late 20th and early 21st centuries.
4: He's comparing the Enterprise to a cruise ship.
3: Captain Picard, I demand that you see me. I think I have been very, very patient. I demand a phone or a radio or whatever else you have. But frankly, enough is enough. Especially under the circumstances and considering what I paid for this procedure. I must make contact with my law.
1: Lo- that was very quick of I'm Picard. It was. Ex- sight <laughs> uh, we'll to sight transport. Sir, straight. I don't know if it's worth the risk. <laughs> to no, no. like This wrong. guy's really annoying. <laughs> <Energize>. <laughs> this is
0: an Alpha 3-8 situation. <laughs> Out.
1: May to avoid an annoying Those situation. No, 3-9 nine nine is, well, is when you want to do that.
0: 3-8 is when you want to an go annoy key. someone
1: else. you to tell somebody off?
4: About a starship vessel, so that is not necessary. We are all capable of exercising self-discipline now. You will refrain from using them. Now, just a minute. We are in a very serious and potentially dangerous situation. I'm sure whatever it is seems very important to you. But my situation is far more critical... I don't think you are aware of your situation or of how much time has passed. Believe me, I am fully cognizant of where
3: I am and when. It is simply that I have more to protect than a man in your position could possibly imagine. No offense, Matt, but a military career has never been considered to be upwardly mobile. I must contact my lawyer. Your lawyer has been dead for centuries. Yes, of course I know that but he was a full partner in a very important firm. Rest assured, that firm is still operating.
4: That's what all this is about. Oh boy. A it's, lot has changed in it's the about past to years. People are no longer obsessed with the accumulation of things. We have eliminated hunger, want, the need for possessions. We've grown out of our infancy. You've got it all wrong. It has never been about possessions. It's about power. Power to do what? To control your life, your destiny. That kind of control is an illusion. Really? I'm here, aren't I?
0: I should be That's a good
4: point. But
3: I'm not.
1: He should be. Checkmate Picard. I gotta say... I enjoy this interaction. Um, yeah, sure. Of course. I feel like it... won't it... stop. Go ahead. Well, there's two things. One thing, um, originally in the script, um, they, uh, they had Offenhouse, when he escapes at the end, he knocks out uh, a security guard. It would be much more violent and crazy. Probably war. <laughs> he probably was just walking by and turned his back at the wrong moment. Um, um, but uh, so I kind of like that they muted it because then they just leave him to just be, he's just an average, you know, fairly logical but incredibly greedy person from our era. And I really like the offsetting of Picard explaining how mankind has evolved and the other guy just not being able to process it. I think yeah. was interesting. Uh,
0: Meanwhile, someone's actually concerned about their family being dead. <laughs>
1: Who cares? Whoa, Andy, that's rude. Whatevs, I don't care about that character. <laughs> Aww. I want to hear the greedhead talk.
0: <laughs> well, but
1: Gracie.
0: Yeah, I guess so. How about more of your old friend, the country music singer?
6: Matter <laughs> of survival. Sorry. Not to worry, old Tosh will scuffle along the best way he can. How do I get hold of that fellow with the strange-looking face? I beg your pardon? What's his name, that uh, android fella?
5: You mean Lieutenant Commander Data?
6: That's the one.
5: I'll let him know you're looking for him.
6: Much obliged. You know, you're just about the prettiest little old doctor i ever seen.
1: Slaps <laughs> her in the ass. That, to me, was kind of... Much obliged. ...successfully amusing. I thought that <laughs> Gates McFadden really... Is amazing did a, a slow burn very no, we'll really perfectly in that rogeny? moment
7: everyone i've ever known is dead
1: drag
0: <laughs> grinds the whole thing to a halt
7: i'd like to be alone
0: no not at all it's a weird thing to masturbate to <laughs> 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 it's not always about that troy <laughs> oh just when i think of my anxiety, i
1: I have my own stuff going on. <laughs> By the way,
6: look, I'm about to go out of my.
1: Well, if you want to hear the scene, <laughs> if I just, you have an Andy. I forgot theory? to. No, I don't have an Andy's theory, but I have a. <laughs> um, you're going to be mad because I forgot to send it to you in advance. But I found a cut scene because Wesley was supposed to be in this episode and he was not in this episode. And I just sent you the script for a scene between Wesley and LQ. The um the uh the southern gentleman well uh all right so if you want to play wesley andy then. i will happily play
0: wesley for you
1: all right oh this is uh this is actually formatted terribly i know should i do you want to just should i send the link Hang it's actually on, if you I'm click gonna, the, I'm link, gonna, I'm clicking on the link oh, okay. okay it's scene 43a in the script Oh, you need me to jump
0: into the fucking script, Andy? You're fired.
1: I don't know what to tell you. I'm not an assistant.
0: Scene 43.
1: 43 A.
0: Jesus Christ. This isn't working.
1: An added scene that didn't go through. Well, we can also just forget about it. Or you could come over here and write it if you want.
0: Do you have it on your screen in a a decent script form? form? All right. I'm happy to head over. All
1: right. Here he comes folks He's coming all the way To the other side of the desk Okay Here we go Here is a scene deleted scene three a in Interior Sonny's quarters. Sonny's quarters Doesn't say day or night folks Because there is no day or night it In space. space Wesley and Sonny Sonny picking his uh, Sits picking his guitar What That's <laughs> the sound Nice Wesley sits across <laughs> from him Staring I just can't believe this. When that android fella said you could duplicate this, baby, I didn't dream you'd do such a bang-up job. You like country? Excuse me? (laughs) Picking and strumming, son. What about rock? What about rock? What's the matter, kid? You look like you're staring at a ghost. Well, sir, you were dead for over 300 years. How about rhythm and blues? That doesn't seem to strike something at all. How about rhythm and blues? That comes back every decade or so. Wesley continues to stare. I think I'm switching between Georgian sure. and other, other southern dialects. He could uh, just as soon be looking at a dinosaur. What was it like? I mean, can you remember? What, being dead? Not really. But then again, there wasn't a whole lot happening. Why did you do it? Was there something left undone? Something you have to finish? Nope. Just curiosity. Another adventure. Simply wanted to see what was going on. And I think that's it. Oh, well, that's fun.
0: <laughs> I'm making such
1: a mess over here. It's crazy what's happening here. Oh, anyway, boy. There you oh, go, folks. boy. That was a scene that was cut for, I would say, pretty obvious reasons. <laughs> I,
6: I mean, sitting here alone just don't get it. Now, what say you and I put together a little party. A celebration? No, nothing that fancy. Just some folks, some suds, and some sounds. Hell, it ain't nothing but something to do.
1: I feel like somebody really had his voice. Great,
2: you Uh. do that. Inquiry. You do not seem to be having as much difficulty adjusting
6: to your current circumstances as the others. You mean being here on this tub 400 years from where I started? Oh, heck, it's the same dance, it's just a different tune. Uh, You think anybody here has got a guitar I could borrow? No. But the computer can replicate such an instrument. I was kind of hoping to get one while I still remembered the chords. Metadata. Data, we are approaching the neutral zone. Report to the bridge.
1: Stop hanging out with the hick. feel like scene 43A
6: uh, is neutral coming. Zone.
2: <laughs> I don't think so. There's a buffer between the Romulan Empire and
6: the Federation. Why does that make me nervous? I do not know. Well, we won't be inviting these Romulans to our party, will we?
1: This is be pointless.
6: That would not be appropriate.
0: Boy, he sure gets it. You know?
1: Just the word neutral zone. And he's like, hey. Uh, it really does. I bet they's bad guys. It's kind of interesting that they felt like they needed this take on it. However, I will say, um, I don't know if you read this into Memory Alpha, but I was curious because I, I really want to dig into it. I think Hurley had not, uh, Maurice Hurley he was new to the show i was trying to figure it out in the last episode Mm. and i think he also was new to science fiction (laughs) um and while i think that actually he he shows certain skills in terms of building the drama of the show that other people haven't in terms of stuff you know like the plot line with conspiracy and everything but uh i feel like overall he kept doing these weird missteps in the middle but listen to this While writer Hurley could have been faulted for this due to the fact that he was only recently hired, not having any experience with science fiction, Star Trek in particular um, uh, – Star Trek in particular whatsoever, that was only partly true. As already indicated um, – the thing the clip uh, by Conway above – most responsible was the writer's strike – that intervened and provided little time and opportunity to revise the story outline as originally submitted into a teleplay, which Hurley had to do on the fly in in a one and a half days. This particular this episode was script. written in a day and a half. Oy vey. So
0: when you look for, at it from for, that perspective, for a day and a half, I got to say they did a pretty bang up job. He really did. So
1: it kind of explains a lot, and he had no time to rewrite it. Also, mm.
0: that sounds tough. <laughs> Where's that android fella? <laughs> sir. Set the course for the next closest station. Aye, sir. Oh, man. No station.
9: No station.
1: Was it the board?
3: I have spent my entire career that being able to tell when the other intimated? guys... Intimated?
1: Was it? They, they
0: switched out? No, is that what they were intimating, that those stations were taken by the Borg.
1: Oh, well, that was a question I had, and I didn't know if I was supposed to ask it or not. It feels like they're leaning toward the Hmm. Borg. Because otherwise, what the hell's going on in this episode? Well... This is very much like that other one... Was it... You'll Always Have Paris? We'll Always Have Paris? What was the other one that had... That was the time shifts. Oh, no, okay. What was the one that that where It wasn't like they were basically... It was just a... Oh, no, it was the one with um, Remick doing the... Doing the It was the flashbacks. Of, uh, he was talking about everything that they'd done in the last few episodes. And then at the end, he said, there's a big problem. We're not going to tell you what. And it turned out to be the creatures in Conspiracy. Right. And this episode is very much like that. And you think it's going to be the Romulans. And frankly, it should have been the Romulans. No shit. Maybe it was the worms. This was... Maybe, Sorry, the bluegills. This was, was before, you're saying?
3: Yeah. There is something going on here. Something
6: serious The tension level on this ship has jumped up. Well, even if you're right, what can we do about it? And besides, these old boys here don't need us telling them where the bear sits. Look here what that young fella made for me.
0: The young fella, Wesley,
6: in the cutscene.
5: How did he do that?
6: He called it a pattern replication. It plays real good, too. I'm trying to tell you that there
3: is a situation developing on this vessel that directly affects us. And all you can talk
6: about is that stupid guitar. Hey, now these folks don't need us swimming in their suit. So why don't you just relax and let them do their job?
1: You know, man, I'm tired of you I telling me where right the right bear you. sits. I just really, I'm like
6: out. lulled by him. This is what I'm saying. It's so
1: weird. I'm just, I want him in my life. I think it's Leon Rippey. I think it's, well, you know what? It's the actor, but whoever wrote those that script clearly is either from the South or knew that character because it's... Like, that guy walks in and is dead on. That is That character is out of place, obviously, in the show. But yeah, you but don't it's question almost him like for a, a It's like
0: a Disney version of a Southern person. Uh, like, comforting. Where you're like, and, oh, you're always getting the. Yeah. You know, you the, say just you're the saying the they're just the right term that is. I'm going to sit
1: and know what you mean, but really makes no sense.
0: Right. It would be
1: kind of like an animatronic character at Disneyland.
0: Yeah. It, it, essentially, what I'm saying is anyone that occupies. Splash Mountain. Fair
1: enough.
3: My fate to be decided
0: by others. I at
3: least want to know what is going on.
0: And why? Why that door will open for him is beyond me.
3: We are approaching. They
0: should terrifying. be on lockdown. That's certainly
1: true. The but I think that
3: they. Captain, everyone and everything is gone.
1: Captain, I wondered what the protocol was in this situation where technically they're guests.
0: Yeah, but I feel like I don't know. It is such a weird thing to put in this huge moment of like the fucking Romulan warbird coming back. D-Clo, let's let's take a let's take a let's take an earful. <laughs> oh boy, Sam Beckett just leaped into the body. <laughs>
1: Sell that for a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm still confused by the scale Amazing. of this.
1: I never thought. Whether it's gigantic, possible. yeah, yeah, of me too. Course.
0: I mean, it is big. Last time we encountered them was decades ago. It cost thousands of lives. <sighs> I can believe that.
1: Oh, cider calm we? everyone. Yes, sir. Is this what is the deal with the Romulans? So we saw them. In balance of terror, and then are we to what what, do we see them in between? There's a Romulan
0: ambassador in Star Trek four, okay, and six rather
1: is and are what they're referring to that's that's after that, right? Yeah, 50 years ago, so it'd be 30 years after. I just feel like if they had an ambassador, they're talking like they're basically it does that doesn't play for me, really, some crazy race that they haven't had any dealings
0: with, right? Um, the Romulans. I've always been a like underused.
1: I don't understand. Species. They're like, basically a combination of the Klingons and the Vulcans. Why would you not use them? It's so crazy. It
0: is weird uh, how the how it's like you know it's of the of the of Star Trek. It's the big. It's one of the big three. Yeah. Meaning humans, Klingons, and. Uh, Romulans, you know it's one of the big three races, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I do find it odd that the uh, I'm only getting I'm looking for a size a good size comparison here between a Romulan warbird and um and the Enterprise, and I'm not quite finding exactly what I want, but I am to understand that it is fucking huge. Oh, there it is. So Andy, if you will take a look over here. I'm going to knock over everything. <laughs> There's two classes of Romulan warbirds, so it's either that one or that one, but that's the size difference. Jesus. Yeah.
1: How come they can afford such bigger ships? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they have a slave world of, of Remus that is building shit and mining and all that Reasonable. stuff. Uh, is Remus just a slave world and Romulus is... Yeah, the Remans and the Romulus Romulans. It, it gets mm-hmm. a- explained in a terrible movie called Nemesis.
4: Huh. Open hailing frequencies. Captain, these are Romulans. They are without honor. They killed my parents in an attack on Kitamar when they were supposed to be our allies. They believe humans and Klingons are a waste of skin. Lieutenant, control your emotions. Please, open hailing
1: frequencies. Boy, oh boy. Worf. What if Worf just... Kind of a cold way to if respond to his it? story about his parents dying. What if Worf just launched everything they had?
0: <laughs> whoops sorry <laughs> sir
4: She's open Romulan vessel this is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise sensors indicate all of their systems are armed sir but they've not
2: fired I am
4: Commander Tabar Commander we love the
0: zone. your Beatles. This is direction territory.
4: <laughs> it was
7: necessary.
0: Would you please send us any recordings you have of their performances? Otherwise, there will be war. Look at our hair. You see? I'm George. It might be
4: viewed as an act of aggression. If our intent were aggression, you would not be here now. <laughs> if we go to war...
7: Let us be sure It's for the right reason Gul Ducat there We are right here because Our outposts Which border on the neutral zone
1: Oh really? Are also yeah. attacked. Is DS9?
4: Destroyed in the exact same manner
7: it's As your the same your own.
1: actor I even think so, what I don't gives know the the right up to
4: enter Federation with Silence your dog Captain Whoa Lieutenant Wolf's question is valid To even ask such a question Implies that we need permission We do not Do you think that we attacked your outposts?
7: Once we realized the level of destruction, we knew it could not
4: have been you. Who is responsible?
3: Mm
0: -hmm. They haven't got a clue. (laughs) What The fuck (laughs) is this guy still doing on the ship? (laughs) But they're too
3: arrogant to ask. You're out of line, mister.
0: Yes.
7: But it's a
4: correct assessment.
1: So at this point in the scene wait FYI, yes sir. They have he has already told told security to get him off the bridge. Uh-huh. And those two security guards have stood there through the whole scene. Stunned. Just Oh, he's talking. Oh, I don't know. Wait, a were we
0: supposed I'm gonna to? stick around and see this. I'm gonna <laughs> tell the story in 10 forward later. It's gonna be dope. They stand
1: the entire scene. It's really upsetting.
7: Responsible. Why entire outposts on both sides have been Carried off.
4: I would like to offer a proposal. An alliance between the Romulans and the Federation. Mm, Nothing so grandiose. Just this cooperation. There was an intent here. Whoever or whatever did this is more powerful than either of us. Let's collaborate. Let's share whatever we learn about what has happened here. (gasps) Collusion. Agreed on this
7: one issue, and only if it is convenient and appropriate at the time. Captain Picard, because your actions are those of a thoughtful man, I'll tell you this. Matters more urgent caused our absence.
1: Now, what is that a reference to? Could be a civil Wait, war.
7: The result.
1: I feel like they're our laying a lot of track here
7: expansion of the Federation everywhere. Yes. We have indeed been negligent, Captain. But no more.
4: Commander, we've made some progress here. Let's not ruin it with unnecessary
0: posturing.
7: Your presence is not wanted. Do you understand my meaning, Captain? No. We are
1: back. But you won't see us very much. Like the other guy, by the way, I is think our
4: lives just became a lot more complicated? It's really hammy.
1: <laughs> um, the other guy playing Sub Commander <laughs> Thay, by the way, or Thay, is played by Anthony James, who's a very well-known character. He's this always the heavy in a million different things? Um, he was in Blue Thunder, which I remembered. So he's definitely... He's, I have no recollection of it He played a, a very scary character. Oh, really? I love Blue Thunder. Uh, Buck, Buck Rogers in the 21st century playing Varric. Oh, there he is again. He loves his Buck Rogers. <sighs> I just can't. I'm so, so good. I mean, the first season. The second season was terrible. Um, and he was also, interestingly, in T H E Cat. <laughs> oh, everyone's favorite program.
0: <laughs> the Cat. Those stupid <laughs> teaching cat. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. We're getting into the home stretch, Andy. Alright.
8: I've been able to locate a family living just outside of Indianapolis. The man's name is Thomas Raymond. That's that's my son's name. My son's name is Tommy. Computer, let us see Thomas Raymond.
0: weird rendering
8: that's my husband actually it's your great 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 grandson
0: weird (sighs) oh i'm gonna go fuck him. (laughs) it really sounded like they were setting up
8: (laughs) when you get back to earth you can go and see him oh no i'll be out of time a relic perhaps but it's a place to start after all he is family
0: there's no denying that. Well, Here's what I propose: we could deny. Was Troy
1: even on the bridge when they were dealing with the Romulans? Negative. She <sighs> can't read Romulan thoughts, can she? What, do they establish that? Yeah, I feel like she can't. That's ridiculous. Or if it's not, then they should... If that's dealt with, then that's interesting, that they've somehow trained themselves to not have empathy. She goes undercover as a Romulan later. That sounds awesome. So they do deal with the Romulans it's a good again. episode. Of
0: course they do. Okay, good. The Romulans good. are
1: all over TNG. Oh great. Okay. I thought that they didn't. We didn't really touch on them that much. No. Oh great. No, oh, I love the Romulans. I mean, it's not like you just. You said that they were underused. I. I think they were underused still, even though they were. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's exciting.
4: is Charleston bound for Earth. They will deliver you there. Then what will happen to us? There's no
1: tree will be ejected into space. My office is gone.
4: What will I do? How will I live? This is the 24th century. Material needs no longer exist. Then what's the challenge? Mm. The challenge, Mr. Mr. Mochtonhouse, is to improve yourself.
6: To enrich yourself. Enjoy it. Well, one good thing is since everybody's forgotten everything I ever did, it'll all be brand spanking new. I'll be a bigger hit than I ever was. Perhaps so. Anything is possible.
1: Not very supportive. What's that, son? Doesn't you take, make a doesn't hell of aside, a side, man. man.
2: That offer does present a certain fascination.
1: <laughs> I want to see that show. <laughs>
2: I'm going to
0: watch that <laughs> Forever. <laughs>
4: I've plotted a course to intercept the Charleston but they've just informed me that they'll be making an extended stop at Arloff 9.
0: Why are you shouting?
4: Your point, Pistol LaForge. Well, at Warp bait, we could have our guests at Starbase 39 Sierra in five days. Take months off their journey. But they'll benefit from the extended time. It'll allow them to acclimate before returning to Earth.
1: <laughs> um, so I couldn't over- help, help overhearing uh, I, on board is I like prefer the quick way, path. Picard.
4: That will take us in the wrong direction. Our mission is to go forward. And it's just begun. Set velocity. Warp six, Mr. LaForge. Aye, sir. Warp six. There's still much to do. Still so much to learn. Because
1: there will be a second season.
4: Engage.
0: We, Andy. Yeah. Congratulations. You finished a season of Star Trek The Next Generation. This is amazing. I can't believe you did it. Me neither. I I really can't believe it. I can't believe you got through it. I can't believe that you are still here. I Um, can't believe that we're recording still.
9: Yeah.
1: I lived. I survived. Unlike Tasha. Tasha.
0: We might be taking a week off because of the 4th of july mm-hmm. which is next weekend okay uh and then we'll be back you know are we gonna, gonna do we, also, chaos might not, on the we bridge. also
1: might not take a week off um talking about doing chaos on the bridge in the end that term, we're talking about maybe the motion picture if you have strong opinions please uh let us oh, know Oh, should we
0: just run a let's run a twitter poll I'm announcing it now okay. so people will know it exists we'll put it up on Sunday night when All I put right. the episode up I'll, let you, I'll remind you to put that poll up what's the poll? the poll will be what should we do before we get to season 2 of Star Trek the Next Generation
1: okay and feel oh, free uh, to how about this
0: uh, no yeah ask that question what should we do before we get to season 2 of Star Trek the Next Generation and the choices will be Chaos on the Bridge uh-huh. Star Trek The Motion Picture
1: Uh huh. Um, can we do both? Is this one yeah, yeah
0: both. You can get four options. So Chaos in the Bridge, Star Trek Motion Picture, both, or just go to season two. Uh-huh. Those are the four options that you'll have on Twitter. If you uh,
1: find us on Twitter, our Twitter handle is? At Star Trek TNC. That is also our Instagram handle. If you want to write us, then it is um, sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you want to call us, um, then it is 816-TREK-TNC. 816-TREK-TNC. Before we rush out of here, though.
0: No, we still have a lot of business to do.
1: (laughs) Delightful theme from Dr. Boner Wizard. Um... What was, I it, what, don't was it, know. what was the shark guy's name? <laughs> it Crack me up. It's buried. Shark Carbuncle. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> um, who did anything in this episode? Nothing happens. The MVC of this episode is Data. Why? Because he, he saves found the those people? people. That's it. Because nothing really happened with the Rhino. You could say that, that Picard kind of diplomated his way into. I Working think no one, I didn't think the Romans had no desire to fight. He yeah. was
0: not really getting them out of a situation. Yep. I think that the nothing. There's no danger. The nothing risk, happens. The true risk here was just that those people would be left in space forever.
1: You know what I gotta say? Totally weird. weird season closer. Weird way to end it. You want to you end know, on? If you're gonna end on a good, a cliffhanger or some kind of giant. It's almost like they wrote it in a day and a half. I guess it is. You gotta. Keep, you can't keep blame them too much. But it um, is weird. Yeah, okay, I go along with Data. It, yeah, There's nobody else who did anything,
0: right? No, I think it's Data. It could have been Wesley for making him that uh, guitar. That would have been nice. But it's unseen. Are <laughs> we giving it partly to Data for making the guitar? <laughs> no, Wesley makes the guitar.
1: Oh, he says young he fella. says that young, he's young fella made about, it. That's right. Yeah, he's talking about Wesley. I got he, cut out. I thought he was just he was saying it about Data now, no. but he's saying about Wesley. <laughs> Um, all right, and then uh, <laughs> the Andes or
2: some
0: other method of ranking, we're
1: working on it. That's another weird thing. We got to figure out the Andes, we got a lot of stuff. We out got out a lot to do,
0: we got a lot of stuff that we said we promised, and <laughs> and you know,
1: quite frankly, we might not deliver. i will see. Um, Andy's God, this is tough. I got to say, for all the problems of this episode, and I wonder, this is why I kind of give credit to Maurice Hurley. Yeah. Because it's like there's the conversation with Picard and Offenhaus that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the setup of the Romulans, even though all the debate about what they're like is weird. But I, like, I love seeing the Romulans so much, and the ship is great. I kind of was interested in this episode yeah it held your held
0: your and attention. i love the
1: lq character he yeah. never comes back i'm guessing no yeah you well, could have yeah, sure been like a harry Mud character oh, um yeah like a harry Mud. so i i think i would give it uh, but it's just it's just so hard because nothing happens and they hint at stuff yeah. and they don't even i'm interested right. to hear what you're gonna say I'm gonna give four and a half.
0: That's exactly what I was gonna give it. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it has enough moments. It's it's a very middling. It's middling. Yeah. It's it's a little worse than middling. Right.
1: But it it held me. Yeah. It was fine.
0: Yeah. I can uh, I can watch a four and a half Star Trek.
1: Oh, would you recommend this episode? Or do you want them watching this episode? It's a tough one, huh?
0: It is tough. Uh, you heard the episode pretty much, so that sounded, <laughs> because you don't have to. That sounded interesting to you. <laughs>
1: I would I would look at it just to so you can see the the uh, the Romulan ship. It's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, you get plenty more looks at a warbird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess that does it. No voicemails this week again, huh?
1: There were voicemails. I didn't have time today. Oh
0: my god. Do you gosh. want me to pick one at random? Yes, let's pick a random voicemail. We're going to hear okay. a random voicemail right now.
1: Okay. You talk.
0: All right. Uh, thank you all for supporting us through this uh, wonderful first season. If you know anybody like Star Trek, please recommend it to them. Uh, we have a lot of uh new listeners. We we'd like to get more new listeners, and we're just gonna keep doing this till we run out of Star Trek. And if we do one episode of Star Trek every week, it will take Andy and I eighteen years to get through all of Star Trek.
1: Jesus Christ, is that true? Did yes. you figure that out? Yes. Oh my like, gosh. Uh, okay. Ooh, let's read this one because, let's listen to this one because it, it starts with Admiral Myra and Admiral Secunda. All right, fun. let's go. But I can't speak to this. This may be offensive. I have no it, idea it what could this is. It be terrible. We have no idea what it is. Okay.
9: Admiral Myra, Admiral Secunda, thank you very much for excellent podcast once again I have enjoyed listening all the way through and have played giggly spots for other people I think it's the right thing to do turning people on to this man it's good stuff um, gentlemen any chance that we could get you to step up the pace and give us two episodes a week I'm just asking for a friend
0: a few you know, episodes a uh, week I <laughs>
9: really kind of like it kind of find myself enjoying it shouldn't have to listen to the same episode two times it's good but I don't know, guys. Ooh, he's if listening really to it twice. Okay, if I can watch an episode of Star Trek: 5, so I can listen to Star Podcast. Like, yeah. Sure. Anyway, really like the spot. Ripley sounds like a whole lot of fun.
0: You gotta <laughs> go. I'm gonna
9: be going there daily. Check it out because I work there. <gasps> anyway,
0: oh my god, in. there watch you watch are.
9: You live long and prosper, and don't they managed to get
0: that. another free yeah. plug. I love it. That was <laughs> smooth, smooth as <laughs> fuck, Maurice.
9: Remember, I'm out here and just waiting for you guys to come play. Yes, it's true. I do have Ridley's Crew t shirts waiting for you.
0: Ooh. Oh.
9: Hey, one quick more thing. Uh, you guys turned us on to that Rathicon screening. I was totally going to stand up in the middle of that and say, Thank you, Andrew and Matt. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't because although I'm sure there was an Andrew and a Matt, there, <laughs> now finding out that you weren't there, we f- it would have to have missed an it. moment.
1: Did we forget or were we working? Internet. I was working
9: of course the rest of the embarrassing moments fall off by attrition because you know your top seven moments uh,
1: i will say that i was them. sick you I were sick like and i was writing
9: phone call now hey guys great have a great life thank you for <laughs> have a great, a great life Come see you at Ripley's.
1: Bye. thank you sir we will be seeing you at some point um um by the way uh, uh paul suda had sent us a uh, and it was a long it was like a uh, two two and a half minute clip uh-huh. of Nicholas Meyer talking from that. Uh, you asked for that, yeah. You said if anyone recorded, no one recorded. I am really excited, and as a matter of fact, I think someone else sent us a long clip, so we can watch it. Maybe we can, if we ever get our website. If anyone else wants, to put our website. Jesus Christ, <laughs> put our website together. And let us know. <laughs>
0: um, Listen, I would love a situation where Andy and I were just making a living doing this podcast, but the fact of the matter is we. Uh, we're at work a long time every day. We really are.
1: We need more.
0: In fact, it is eight p.m. on Wednesday, and we
1: uh, have been here since ten. So, um, beyond that, uh, I forgot to play um, the season. Do you, should you want me to play the the season teas or the the se- well? It's the it's the well. Yeah, is there a season teas? Yes, there is a season two trailer. Do
0: you, you want me mean, to do you know that?
1: What? No, because we'll have an
0: episode before that anyway.
1: Okay, so we're not going to do yeah. It. Uh, cool.
0: I mean, don't, I mean, listen, people, we'll be, we're back next week. It's not like we're going anywhere. We're just yeah. gonna, gonna plow through more Star Trek. Whatever. I'm fucking bouncing.
1: <sighs> I wish I had that Romulan ship. If I had my own Romulan ship, boy. Oh, boy. I'd be swaggering around being cocky. What? Is that an incoming message? <laughs> Let's see. Hello? Open hand. Oh, goodbye! Disengage!